As we come to the Easter account this morning in our walk through the Bible, all four Gospels record the resurrection. But as is usual, each of the Gospels records this event from a slightly different perspective. In the Gospel of John, which we looked at this morning, Easter is told around another central figure as well, Mary Magdalene. Now, she's a more important figure than sometimes we remember. Mary Magdalene means that she was from Magdala. It's a town in the westernmost bulge on the edge of the Sea of Galilee. While we're not given details, the Gospel of Mark and Luke say that she had been possessed by seven demons until cured by Jesus. After that, she traveled with Jesus and was helping support the disciples by her own means. She was present Good Friday at the crucifixion. She watched as Jesus' body was laid in the tomb. She's also the only woman mentioned in all four gospel accounts of the resurrection. So what do we find on that Easter morning? Well, we begin by finding her crying. Crying so hard that she actually mistakes Jesus for the gardener. She's in so much sorrow so much grief, so much hurt that her tears caused her never even to consider that this person standing next to her might even be Jesus. But isn't that what grief so often does? Tears of sorrow often blur our vision. It's hard to see past the hurts and the pains of this life. We can't think straight. We struggle to process what's going on. We don't know what to do when crisis strikes. Mary is certainly confused. She doesn't know what's happened. She doesn't know what to do. She wants answers to a situation that she doesn't even understand. What do we do at that moment? That, that moment of crisis, that moment of grief. What's amazing, but maybe it shouldn't be, the news is often filled with people who make terrible choices looking for all the wrong answers in all the wrong places. There are many people in the pain of life and the suffering that begin to find those wrong answers in wrong places people looking to fill the emptiness of their life with alcohol, people who are having troubles, challenges in their marriage and think that an affair will help or at least distract and ease the pain, people struggling with, with the stress of life and the burdens of home and work and think that somehow eating will at least make us feel better and comfort ourselves. People who are tired of hurting and think illegal drugs will help to to take away the pain and, and make everything better. People who are just struggling with their self-esteem and 
beginning running up insurmountable debt to surround themselves with expensive things that somehow they think will make themselves feel good again. Well, in a different way, Mary was struggling that morning as she's struggling. She's asking questions, but she's asking the wrong questions, seeking wrong answers She's overwhelmed by this situation. She wants to know where they've taken Jesus' body. She wanted to grieve. She, she wanted to mourn her loss. She wanted to complete the process of preparing Jesus' body for proper burial. Imagine how much she hurt that Easter morning. This is the one, the one that that she's trying to prepare his body that uh, had healed her. He had cast out demons that had possessed her, and she's now well. She comes into this situation with one she loves, and it seems so hopeless. And indeed, the situation should seem hopeless, at least on the surface for those women going to the tomb that morning. There would have been a military guard present. The Pharisees had asked for that, and Pilate had granted their wish. The woman would have been turned away, even with the spices in their hand. They wouldn't have let anyone near there, but they went anyway. Interesting, even if they had gone, we know that the tomb had been sealed. It wasn't allowed to be opened. And even if they would allow it, They couldn't physically do it. There was a large stone that had been rolled in a channel in front of the tomb. Some of the gospel manuscripts say that 20 men could have scarcely made it budge. These are large stones that are rolled in front of cave tombs. They were put into sloping channels. so They would have not only had to roll this huge stone, they would have had to roll it uphill. Can't do it. But what does Mary see? That Easter morning, she arrives at the tomb and finds the stone rolled away and Jesus' body gone. She doesn't even consider that he's raised from the dead. Why not? Because her vision is still blurred by the events of Friday. I mean, imagine the depth of her heartbreak. The one who had cured her from this terrible condition, the one whom she had followed, the one to whom she had devoted her life, was dead. Her hopes had been dashed on Friday. They were crushed. The one in whom she was placing all her hopes was gone. All she wanted to do was give his body a proper burial. She was unable to do that on Friday because of his death. It was right before sunset, right before the Sabbath, the Passover Sabbath. She didn't dare go and do something, so she waited. Now, had nothing happened that Easter morning 
guess you could have argued her hopelessness would have been justified. Without Easter, we probably would never have even heard of Jesus of Nazareth. Easter would be nothing more than a date that we stole from the pagans. It was a pagan fertility festival to Asteri, the reputed Anglo-Saxon goddess of the dawn. That's where we get the word Easter and why we celebrate it when we do. But something did happen that morning. Something that changed everything. Something that changed what we and why we celebrate Easter. Matthew records that the earth shook, that this violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down and took that immovable stone and rolled it uphill, rolled it back. The guards are there. We don't have their account, but Matthew writes that they became like dead men. This stunning, overwhelming sight overtakes them. They pass out in amazement. King Herod and Pilate's worst nightmare, their worst fear, has just come true. Or had it. You see, their fear was that the body would be stolen and the disciples would claim that he had risen from the dead. Oh no. Sorry, Pilate. Sorry, King Herod. It's worse than that. They never considered that Jesus would rise. That's not possible. And indeed, it never seemed possible to Mary. It never seemed possible to the disciples. Where were they that morning? Huddled behind locked doors out of fear. It never seemed possible. But Jesus has done the impossible. He has conquered Satan. He has defeated death. He has paid the price for all of our sins. He has risen from the dead. Jesus then comes. He speaks to Mary through her tears and in many ways brings her a bigger answer than she was ever expecting. He isn't dead anymore. He's risen. Through Easter, Christ is answering all the questions that you have about life today. And he's also answering them in unexpected and bigger ways, ways beyond what we should ever consider or expect. Let me ask, why are you here this morning? Why did you come to church? Habit? It's just the right thing to do. Did your mother make you come out of guilt or shame? Is her nagging voice still lingering there going, you gotta go? Are you here because of a pain or hurt? Are you seeking an answer? Or are you at least hoping this morning to go home feeling a little better? Well, guess what? It doesn't matter. 
whether or not you're here for right reasons or wrong reasons, whether or not you're asking the right questions or the wrong ones, Christ is risen. Death, sin, brokenness, Satan do not have mastery over Jesus. And Easter is the answer to all those things that do not have mastery over us. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we shall rise also. And Christ is our power to overcome all things. His answers are true. His power is real. His love changes us. His peace fills us. And our relationship with him can fill every moment of our lives. So instead of looking to fill our emptiness with alcohol, Christ promises that he will fill us with the Holy Spirit. As we may have trouble and challenges with relationships, with marriage, with parenting, as we seek to do those wrong things to, for wrong reasons, Christ promises you a presence that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you. Do you struggle feeling that stress of your life with food, hoping that it will make you feel better? Jesus is for you the bread of life that is always there. Whether we're tired of hurting, taking drugs to take the pain away, to do something to make our lives feel better, Christ offers full, free, complete forgiveness. He took away your hurt on the cross. If you struggle, struggle because you've mounted insurmountable debt to surround yourself with things, hoping that will make you feel better, Christ says, I love you. I am with you always. I will be that comforting presence each and every day. You are so valuable that Christ died and rose for you. Do you have questions? Do you have questions about our world? Jesus says, I'm king of all creation. And my kingdom will never end. There are real answers. Life is not hopeless. Paul writes that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And resurrection, his resurrection is a solution far beyond that which we might have ever considered. God isn't just putting a, a patch on life and saying it's a temporary fix today and tomorrow something else will come. This isn't just a simple, one-time, feel-better thing for life's hurts and pains. Christ gives us real, enduring, certain hope. The kind that can't be taken away by anything. It's not just a band-aid. God comes into the hard times of your life, into those hard questions, and tells you, I am giving you victory over all of life. I'm giving you eternal life, real answers, 
real solutions. Nothing in life is hopeless because nothing is greater than God's victory through Jesus. Nothing is stronger than God's strength. Nothing is deeper than God's love. Just like Mary Magdalene, wipe away your tears and see Jesus for you. Not just on Easter Sunday, not just on every Sunday, but each and every day, each and every moment, Christ is risen for you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.